Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, and good evening to the Agree to Disagree podcast show. Episode 38 feels so good to be back where we discuss news, current events, politics, social issues, pop culture, and everything under the sun. Guys, we are streaming live on Facebook as we do in, on YouTube, and we will. this will also be available as a podcast in audio format, wherever, uh, whatever platform you use, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Guys, as I told you again... Uh, please feel free to send in your comments, questions, answers, even just to say hi. It's been a while. I know I took the summer off. I apologize for that, but it feels so good to be back. I'm so excited tonight uh, to be back with uh, today's guest is a dear friend, an old friend of mine, Sonia Roddy, who is a certified child behavior coach and advocate for children and adults with down syndrome so without further ado let's bring in sonia into out of the green room sonia hello hi hi everyone say hello to everybody (laughs) Uh, i don't know how many we have about a few people watching we're gonna wait for the comments to come in any questions (laughs) how are you doing i am fantastic and i just want to say thank you so much for having me it's really an honor well, you know what? An honor. Oh my God. Now, now, now my, head, my head's not going to fit in the door. First of all, no, honestly, thank you so much for doing the show tonight. Um, like we were, you know, we were talking off air and, uh, I decided when, when I started up my show again, um, I wanted to do a lot more uh, social issues, things, uh, topics surrounding social issues and why I, I chose. And I wanted to speak with you tonight because I've always been so impressed with you and Nick um, and, and how you've raised Mateo. And we're going to talk about that uh, a lot Thank more you. after. So uh, I've always had in the back of my mind, I said, I'd love to have Sonia on the show tonight. And I'm so curious to see uh, what exactly <laughs> you do. So, um, <laughs> Thank and, you. And, and, and also, and I, like I told you, I want to educate our, our people watching, our parents, um, especially parents watching. So I think that there's going to be a lot of value to the show tonight. So I'm hoping that the people watching and listening um, really take out from it what I think we're going to get out. So, um, Absolutely. so, so I wanted to start off by by asking you. So you are a certified child behavior coach. Yes. What exactly is that? So basically, I always tell parents: number one, parents are their children's biggest advocates and they know their children the best. So I always tell parents, think of me as your wing woman. I'm here if you need me to tweak tools that you're already using with your kids. But if you're seeing that changes need to be made in terms of behavior, uh, in terms of something has changed in the environment at home, if you're having difficulties with temper tantrums and, you know, picky eating and potty readiness, 
I'm your girl to help you tweak those tools. If you've, ex if you've exhausted all your options and you're saying, oh my God, I've tried this, this, and that, what else can I do? So I give you a different perspective on how to attack those issues. Okay. But it's also issues with, you know, teaching kids about friendships and kindness and respect and how we can teach those. Because it's easy to tell a child, be kind. But, yeah. what does, but what does that mean to them? So uh, I always say you have to lead by example. You have to show them what kindness is, show them what respect is. So it's all these little tools that parents already have in their toolbox, but it's just getting someone like the outside looking in saying, hmm, what if you would try this? So I'm really there like a co-pilot to just give you that boost you need. I love that. So what made you what made you choose this avenue in terms of, I th because I believe I remember um, when, when I came and see you, uh, it was a, a couple of summers ago and you told me your story a little bit and there was a change of career and what made you go? Well, first of all, why did you do the change of career and what made you focus on this? You know, I think when I think of myself from younger to now, I've always been that type of person that loved helping. I'm a very solution based person. Mm-hmm. I don't like problems. I like finding solutions. And I've always had that capacity to listen and to really gauge what someone needs. But then I had Mateo. And yes. Mateo, my beautiful Mateo, just changed us completely, completely. And I started helping more and more families because a lot of families were struggling with the diagnosis and, you know, getting that acceptance and, and really dealing with society so in helping those families, I just felt that need. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm in a career that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Why am I here? So I started researching certifications and came across this one um, from the early years with Sharon Timmerman, who's been an expert in the field for 30 plus years. And I read the description and I was like, that is so me. And then I made my husband read it. And he's like, that has your name written all <laughs> over it, <laughs> like all over it. And I called her up. I told her I was interested. We had an interview. We clicked immediately. And she's mm -hmm. like, yes, you have to do this certification. And I loved every minute of it. It taught me about myself, about my parenting. Um, when I was a kid, how the parenting styles of how I grew up impacted my parenting styles. Definitely. So, so, so basically from, from the diagnosis of, of Mateo and, and I have a Mateo too, so that's why. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the diagnosis from, from, from a young, from obviously from when he was born, um, basically led you to, uh, I love it how it led you to basically, I think, find your purpose in life. Yes. So if, if you can tell us about, if we could go back. And because I'm sure so many parents struggle with this and because all you want from your children, right? Especially first time parent is that the child be healthy. And yes. so how, how was that um, we, getting the diagnosis and, and for us, I found out while I was pregnant. Okay. I had a prenatal test and they gave me a one in five chance that Mateo was going to be born with Down syndrome. So I decided to do the amnio because I'm the type of person I like to plan. Mm -hmm. I want to be ahead of the game. I wanted to do my research. I wanted to be ready for when he was born. And what 
we feared were the health issues that can come with having a child with Down syndrome, which is mm-hmm. congenital heart disease, thyroid, um, intestinal issues, cataracts, vi- vision problems, hearing mm-hmm. problems. So that was our biggest worry. Um, what bothered me the most was the way they deliver a diagnosis. It's, How? Tell me about it's extremely, extremely negative. Everything mm-hmm. is your child won't do this, can't do this, won't live a productive life. And I just looked at our geneticists and I went, you don't know me very well. But <laughs> no one, no one tells me what I can or cannot do. And no one will tell my child what they can or cannot do. And so, just, so I'm just going to interrupt you a second there because yes. now I could see that Mateo's taking your attitude just by <laughs> by the way guys just a little if bit. you if you don't see this kid on on sonia's social media the guys the, the kid's gonna be a star first of all okay <laughs> the moves dancing to bruno mars i think bruno mars is one of his favorites right yeah if i'm not mistaken so the dancing and the singing with a wooden spoon dancing with his socks and underwear oh my god i just what a but what a joy so i could see where i could see it already the, the matching characters and yeah um yeah, I'm sorry. I just had to throw that in there because I just it's it's so no, but, it's so joyful to see those videos. It really is, honestly, when I see it on Facebook. And that's why initially I was always scared to post, but I'm like, no, this is how we create awareness, and this yes. is how we create acceptance, and this is how we create inclusivity. Our children want special needs or not. All children want are to be loved, accepted, included. They want the same thing. They yeah. just do it at a different pace. And I feel the way they deliver it is what discourages a lot of families. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have issues of acceptance, where yeah. they just see the disability. When I look at Mateo, I don't see Down syndrome. I see funny, smart, witty, stubborn, <laughs> stubborn, <laughs> uh, charismatic, loving. Yes. Um, can heal you with a hug. Yeah. That's that's yeah. Mateo. He's the bright light that this world so needs right now. So that was hard for me. When someone, like you said, what was difficult, the diagnosis wasn't difficult. It was the ignorance that I faced that was difficult. The so, ignorance- so still, it, it, it really it surprises me that you say that, and maybe you shouldn't, or maybe I'm just being ignorant, is that even after all this in, in the research and 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 after all these years and with the the advancement in medicine and techniques and 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 that we still wouldn't look at the positive sides your child is alive he's healthy he's here he's beautiful as every child is in their own way but no the yet you're still telling me how old is mateo again he's 11 11 you know just 11 years ago still the delivery of it you know, and thank God he had parents like you. Thank God he had parents like you and Nick, right? That from day one, you saw it. It was it was taken in a positive light and say, what are we going to do? I mean, you completely changed your life. You really did. I remember you telling me. I mean, you moved homes, I believe, to get in more uh, uh, services, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, yes, you, we moved to we, the West Island. That's right. Yep. So I yep. remember you telling me that. So you did everything in order to give this kid, uh, this child, yep everything that he needs to succeed in life you know and i think every you know this sorry just yeah regardless of 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 any type of of down syndrome or not that's all every any parent or any child would want right the absolutely best the, so 
And that's, and I'll tell you the first question she asked me when she called me to give me the diagnosis. She hmm. asked me if I wanted to meet the doctor that would terminate the pregnancy. Yeah. And my heart sank. And I just said, what did you just say to me? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I offend you? And I'm like, you didn't offend me. And I'm not here to judge anybody, whatever decision they make in their lives. But I said, how is that the first question you ask? I'm like, no, that's not an option. What I need from you is just to educate me on what I need to do in terms of maintaining good health for myself and my baby. But it was, that was just, it blew my mind. I'm like, what year are we in? we've we've come leaps and bounds you know we have so many services and people who understand now and techno just technology and science and has grown so much how exactly. are we how are we still in this frame of mind that this you know like so many people i can't even tell you how many times i heard oh it's gonna be such a burden a burden my son is a gift. <laughs> he changed me. I am the human I am because of him. I'm on this journey to help families because of him. You found your purpose in your life because of I him. I did. You really yeah, did. Exactly. You know, look at him. We're going to talk about it. We're going to go more into detail. But, you know, Giovanna uh, Filiolo uh, agrees with you. The delivery of any news is so wrong. They make everything yeah. sound so negative. Thank you, Giovanna, for those positives, uh, for those I positive yeah. uh comments uh our old friend lena leslie says hi <laughs> hi <laughs> hi lena thanks for watching uh reno uh also uh, hi guys reno is fantastic sonia if you don't know him by the way i'm gonna introduce you to reno uh because he he um he basically runs a day camp for um adults with special needs um so he 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 has a yeah he has a home as well uh where he uh they live a year round with with him and he has a caretaker there uh he has this camp in summer he's he's a great guy just fantastic. Oh, fantastic fantastic yeah 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 he runs another program too through galileo where my wife works as i told you as well oh, so i knew reno was gonna be uh be interested in tonight's <laughs> uh tonight's episode so yeah what so so that 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 arrives you deal with it you are obviously prepared for this um yes. how how has it been not not how's it been because i know it's been great for you and nick and and mateo yeah. but do you how can i put this in this world today how is how is mateo treated how is he is there is there a space for him is there how is it is and is it different from 10 15 20 years ago um I, I think we've come you know further than where we were 20 years ago do i think it's perfect no no i don't um i think we have a lot more improving to do um i i don't think they're viewed as people who can really contribute to society. And trust me, they can be the most loyal employees ever. Absolutely. I just I just feel we don't have enough. There's never enough resources, even in schools. We've been very fortunate that our school has been fantastic. His aides have been fantastic. He's made the most amazing friends who really guide him <laughs> 
but there's never enough. Like we were fortunate enough to do a lot of private services. Like we did okay. private speech therapy. We did OT. We did physical therapy. We did, you know, private preschool, but not everyone is that fortunate. Yes. And that, bo- and that bothers me because every, every kid deserves these same opportunities. Every, it shouldn't be about a bank account. And I'm tired of hearing about wait lists. You know, the government spends money on nonsense, <laughs> nonsense. And don't get me, you, don't get me started, uh, Sonia. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Cause that's a whole other conversation and we might not we need water. We're going to need something else. But, <laughs> and this is where my, my blood boils because I'm yeah. like, here I am fighting. You know, when you're, when you're the parent of a child with special needs, you're always in fight mode. Because you're fighting for services, you're fighting for better education, you're fighting for just anything and everything, the way they're seen, the way they're accepted. And there's never anything available. It's always like, oh, well, there's a five-year waiting list and we don't have money and we don't have resources. So put the money. Put the money. You you clearly have it on other things. So let's shift it to maybe education and healthcare. Why are we, it's the same, like he's 11 and I'm still hearing the same thing. The same, the, the same broken record. And you know, I talked to a lot of his educators from his old school and they're like, Sonia, the waiting lists are getting longer and longer. She goes, I don't know where to put these families. Their caseloads are overloaded. And these poor kids, if you're not evaluated, you don't get a code. If you don't get a code, you don't get an aid in school. Yeah. So what happens to the child? They fall through the cracks. And the school yeah. says, oh, I'm sorry. I can't handle them. You need to find an alternative school. Is that really fair? That's not their fault. No, Sonia. The, the problem is that that's always going to be, you know, I had the same conversation with a friend today. The money is going to, the, the government's going to put the money where they make money. You think they yeah. care that we're 4,000 nurses short right now? They don't care. Die. I don't care. Die. You wait for your, you have to wait for your cancer. You're going to die. I don't care. Yeah. You're going to, so, so basically they care about, let's sell drugs. Let's sell marijuana. Let's sell alcohol. And, uh, and that's it. And that's all they care about. You know, they, they, they'll try to tell us otherwise, but you know, I think that that's, I mean, that's unfortunate. I was going to ask you that question and we're going to discuss that, but there's really, we can't even have a discussion around it because we know that there's not enough money for that. So I've always been a firm believer and I go with, with the adage and this, I'm not sure who's great historian said this. You could tell a lot about a civilization, every great empire that's existed on how they treat their most vulnerable and the children. So that says a lot. That says a lot. You know, it does. so um, before we just we just a lot of people commenting. Santina says hi, thank you, hi, so hi. Santina. <laughs> Tony Cheech, a good friend of mine. Your hair is on fire, Lulu. You too, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, Dario Vitali, a loyal listener and good friend of mine. Hello, guys. A child is the greatest gift. One who thinks a child will be a burden is not a fit parent. Absolutely. Oh, um, you would hear if you would only hear the comments. I'm surprised I'm not in prison. Honestly. Oh, I. I, I, and you know me sh- well. Oh, yes. I, I would be in prison for sure. Uh, <laughs> Reno says we need more day programs for adults. Absolutely. And the government is putting money in the wrong issue, of course. Um, tell me, who is uh, Susanna Bartlett? Ah, uh, Miss Susanna. She's my son's aide. 
Oh, all right. So let's read this. Matteo teaches the kids in his class how to be a better, kinder human being just by his determination and kindness every day. I see them rethinking how they do things just by watching the energy he puts into things. It's so lovely to watch them learning from him. Oh, Susanna, thank you so much. Oh, Miss Susanna, thank you. That is thank beautiful. You. That is thank beautiful. Uh, Lena says, thank how you. about they get rid of the OLF and invest there? <laughs> so, Lena, you want to really, you want to, you I'm not going to go there. Okay. I'm, I want to stay positive. I want to stay positive tonight. And I'm going to try to avoid politics. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Giovanna Ooh. says, yes, totally. The aid is so limited. You always have to push and fight to get some kind of help, especially mm -hmm. in schools. Yeah. I know. I mean, I know this. My, my, my godchild is autistic. And um, it, it's, always been, it's always been a challenge. And I speak to... Yeah my wife and that works for Galileo and her cousin that works in a regular school. And um, these kids that, that, that are being put in the same classrooms, expecting these teachers to pull miracles out of their collective, you know what, mm. out of their collective yes. asses. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's not for these teachers. They can't, they need more help. Absolutely. But I don't think that's ever going to, Unfortunately, Sonia, you're going to call me a pessimist. Everyone could, but we all know it's not going to change because there's no money there. And Which the government is, doesn't care. They really don't. Yeah, But that's why I tell parents, you have to fight and you have to be the voice. And I know it's long and it's hard. And I don't want to make, make this journey sound all like unicorns and rainbows and cupcakes because it isn't, <laughs> it isn't, you know, there's days where you're like, Oh my God, I feel so defeated. Yeah. And then there's days where you're like, okay, I'm getting somewhere. Um, but you always have to keep that momentum because I always say I will be Mateo's biggest advocate and I will be his voice till I take my last breath, mm -hmm. last breath. So I don't ever see myself not fighting. And anyone who knows me knows I'm very hardcore. So I just, sometimes I, I'm also on this journey because I want to light a fire under other parents to say, no, fight. Don't worry about it. Because some of them are very like, should I, shouldn't I? Should I talk? Yes. yes. Make us think. Absolutely. Yeah. Speak. You know, don't be afraid to get rid of toxic people. If someone in your circle is not going to be a positive influence on your family and on your child they go goodbye yeah it's done yeah i don't care who they are i will not have mateo surrounded by anyone who will put a dimmer on his light no way yep. no way you are gone you are out and i find a lot of people struggle with that a lot of families listen and they get the they let the little voices sink in yeah what are people going to think? And what what, who think? cares? Who cares? That's your kid. Who cares what the person across the street thinks? Like, I try, you, to, I try uh, to instill that to my kids. I'm like, I don't want you to care what people think of you. You understand me? You stand up yeah, for yourself. Absolutely. Just like these parents should. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why Mateo, like, he doesn't look at himself and see, oh, I have a disability, maybe... No, he, I mean, anyone who knows, I mean, just look at his videos. He's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, and he says it, mommy, Down syndrome is my superpower. I said, absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. is your superpower. It, it made you who you are. Yes. So walk tall and wear it proud. Yeah. Shout it from your lungs. You know, once I was told, why are you telling people he looks normal? That should have landed me in prison, but it didn't. Oh, boy. 
And you're, I you're, said, you're gonna upset me tonight, Sonia. You're really gonna upset I'm gonna me. I, I'm to trying to stay blood. calm. <laughs> I, I'm just. It's it's all the it's all those moments though that made us stronger and made us fight harder for him. Say no, 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 no. That's my son not is not growing up. It's he's not growing up thinking that it's negative. It's embarrassing. It's something to be like, oh, shunned. No way. Like a, you know, like a scarlet, you know, like a scarlet. You know, exactly. Yeah, like no. a scarlet letter. Yeah. Yes, oh, no, let's, that's right. Let's hide him away. And no, 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 no. This is no. not the kind of Monte Cristo here. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Yeah. You are going to show the world what you have. And is it, is it difficult? Yeah. But raising kids is difficult. Disability or not. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> parenting is just you know, sometimes a shot in the dark. Yeah. So it's all about what you have in you and the fight and, and just showing your kids that your belief in them. Yeah. And saying, you know, like, I love you, all of you, no matter what, I don't care what anyone else says. We are here for you. Yeah. It, it's, um, you know, Susanna Bartlett said something, having kids with special needs in an inclusive setting makes the regular kids uh, better people. <laughs> And um, you know what? I'm going to toot my own horn here for a second, if you allow me to, because <laughs> I have to. I have to, okay? And it's not even me. It's I'm sure it's, it's. I think it's just his character, my older son. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, and she continues to say tolerance, empathy, and patience. And mm -hmm. so he just graduated from, from elementary school. And last year was what happened was they, you know, they have the, the days with the ha a halo race. Yes. So, um, Basically, they, there's a, a, a child, um, a friend of mine's child that goes to school. He's special needs. Uh, he was he was uh, born severely um, a premature. Um, great kid. And so physically, uh, you know, my son is, is, is uh, basically, so they had the Halo race and my son finished first in the, in the, uh, in the class in the, in for sixth grade. And, um, but I wasn't even proud of that because my wife gets a text from this child's mother saying, you know, I just wanted to tell you what an amazing child you have because he's always there to say, hey, Lawrence, what a great job. Hey, Lawrence, come on. I know you could do it. Hey, Lawrence, just a little bit more. Let's go. Let's go. And he always goes out of apparently out of his way to say this. Oh, so that's amazing. You should be proud. You should be proud. And that's all you, you and know, your wife. That's all you well, and your wife. It's, and that's it's, the values that you've instilled in him. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm telling you, Sonia, it was, it was, it's, it's like, I yeah. still can't say it without getting choked up, you know, forget about, you know, the, he won the race, great student. Yeah. That yeah. to me was, was everything what Susanna just said. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Because he's not going to change. If he does that as a child, he's not going to change as an adult. Right. No, absolutely. And so, and that's and that's what I'm so grateful for because he does have and Miss Susanna knows a lot of the kids that are his friends. And they're so I mean, I think last year because of COVID and it just was really hard on him. And those kids in the morning, I don't think I would be able to get him into class if it wasn't for his friends who would really come and get him. It's okay, Mateo. We're going to have a great day. Don't yeah. worry about it. I'm here. And if they saw him sad, they would go give him a hug. Hmm. And if it wasn't for those kids, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. They're just, so just like your son, 
that's and he will he will carry that with him forever yeah and and that's what makes him and you see that's what you're raising that's our goal you're raising that compassionate emotionally intelligent critical thinking beautiful empathetic child and that's what you're doing so so here's i'm gonna ask you what i asked you off air okay yes so i i need help now okay because <laughs> and i'm sure and i'm sure a lot of <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to say this to be, it's not about sex, but a lot of fathers are probably watching this fathers with boys, let's say that I want to raise my boys to be everything you just said, empathetic, yes. tolerant, patient, uh, above all a critical thinker, but also sometimes to just be a hard ass to be, to be yeah. tough when he needs to be, when they need to be. How do you find, and what do you tell your parents? How do you find that medium? How could you do that, Sonia? I know that there's, there's not a solution edged in stone, but how could you possibly do that? It's, I think we feel, I think the way, we, because of the way we grew up and we were raised, we always think that having that emotional intelligence or being in tune with our feelings make us weaker, but it doesn't. Mm. Because when you're raising emotionally intelligent, critical thinkers, that assertiveness comes with it. So when sure. you're teaching your kids, you know, stand up for what you believe in. And, you know, when we want them to stand up, we believe in, we do, I mean, exactly what your name of your podcast is. You can agree to disagree. <laughs> like we tell Mateo all the time, you know, we want you to be tolerant and accepting and respect someone else's views. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean you have to follow their views or agree with them. But you want to be respectful because everyone's entitled to their opinion. So when you're raising your child to understand their emotions, you're creating that assertiveness because now they understand it's okay to feel angry, but they know how to harness it. It's okay to feel sad. They know how to harness it. That's what you teach them at a young age. You teach them to process those emotions and that they are, are okay. Because when we validate a child's feelings, it's a game changer. Yes. You know, you know, you, we can't just say, oh, stop it. Don't cry. They just feel like we're pushing them aside. Yeah. But if we go next to them, very calm. Remember, we always have to be the, the calm to their storm. Always. Because mm -hmm. we balance them out. Allow, so them you, to, allow them to feel what they need to feel. Is basically exactly. What you're yeah. Give them their space. Say, you know what? I understand you're upset. Do you need a moment alone? Do you want mommy next to you? You know, and most of the time, Mateo's like, I need a moment. Okay. <laughs> and I step back. Yeah. And I allow him to process everything. And when I see his body is calming down, then I go. Because it's no use approaching your child when they're in yeah. fight mode. When they're yeah. angry, they're upset. and they're not please, hearing, forget it, yeah. It, they're not hearing you. But if we're going to teach them how to harness their emotions, that's where you'll get that come in. Because he's going to understand it. And it's okay to teach them saying, you know what, stand up for yourself. Use your voice. I tell my students all the time. I work at a school and they probably can tell you I'm a broken record. And I tell them, use your voice. It was given to you for a reason. Mm. If you don't like something, stand up for yourself. Yeah. If someone said something that hurt you, let them know it hurt you. Because that's how we create empathy. We have to show kids what they're words and actions and how they impact others. Can you imagine if you never saw how your words or actions impacted someone? You would never care. 
empathy, there would be no empathy, right? Nothing. You'd be one step away from a serial murder. Uh, it, <laughs> well, that's and, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I gave my students an example. I said, you never know what's going on in someone else's life. I said, and that one hurtful word that you tell that child can really change them. I said, do you want to be that person who dimmed the light of that child? And they just looked at me like, Ooh, wow. Oh, they're, like, they're like, oh no, Miss Sonia, we want to want to do that. I said, so think about it. Think about your words. Think about your actions. I said, you don't have to all be friends because, you know, just like I may not be for you, you may not be for me. We're all not meant for everyone. Yes. But I want you to respect each other. That's what I ask you. I love it. I love that. That should be the quote of the show. Um, <laughs> let, let's read some comments. Uh, my Adam was always paired with a friend in his class with special needs. It was part of the school program, and I'm so happy they did because Adam became such a kind, loving, empathetic person to anyone he comes across. Keep going, Sonia, because schools needs kids with all gifts. Oh, thank you, Lana. Love it. Giovanna says, people who speak negative are ignorant. They are the ones that need the extra education and should be surrounded with kids and adults who do have special needs. They are pure of heart and will teach you about empathy, love, courage, and they have a, um, a heart of gold. I couldn't agree more, Sonia. So right. Yeah. So right. Uh, so, a good yeah. friend of mine, Joe Bentevenia, and Joe's a hard ass. Oh. If he <laughs> says, we need more people like you, Oh, thank you, Joe. Sonia, <laughs> if you could soften up Joe Bentivenia, trust me. <laughs> trust me, you could soften up anybody. Okay. Uh, one last comment. If you inst uh, instill self-confidence in your kids and create a belief that there is nothing they cannot do, along with respect and empathy for others, the, th the strength they need to be a badass when they need to will come naturally. And the softest they need to support and love others will come naturally too. Thank you so much, Susanna. Absolutely. Uh, for your wonderful words this evening. Really, really nice. I love it. I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, what? I'm, I just want to say she's Miss Suzanne, like she's just brilliant. She's been amazing. I'm so happy Mateo has her again this year because he has come leaps and bounds with her. And if we had more resources like her, hmm. it would be just unbelievable for all the children out there like Mateo. Unbelievable. Well, you know what, Sonia? I have no problem uh, shouting out pe uh, teachers like this. I've always said yes. a bit a big proponent that saying, if I would ever go to po in politics, I can't because it would throw me out after a week. <laughs> but if I was a politician, Sonia, there would there would be literally uh, a blank check for teachers and nurses mm -hmm. and doctors. Yes, blank check. I'll, how much? You, hundred thousand? I'll give you a hundred thousand. What yes. will, what will make you happy? Because for me is the, 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 the people that are taking care of our kids and our elderly, educating our children, is there two more important things in, in society? No. I don't think so. No. We've lost that, though. Because I find... I know. Do you find the difference from when we were younger to now? I find there was more invested. Like, our teachers were, I think, treated better than they are today i find um, our schools were given a little bit more than they are today and we slowly started stripping all that away and i don't know yes. why like our kids are the future why are we not pumping more money into them um, it, it just it, it blows my mind some days. you know i don't know sonia i think it i'm a, i'm i've been a uh thinking about that we do need to change the education system 
Absolutely. Because it's still focused about that industrial complex, right? There's someone in the front, the boss is the teacher, and the kids are there. Yeah. And, and also the things that they're learning. Really? Like how much of it really is pertinent to them in life? Really? So I think we need to rethink education. And I think by doing that, then the role of the teacher will change as well. And maybe that respect that they deserve will we'll come back well. and will change as well. I don't, I, I don't pretend. To, I know that there's a lot of uh, exploratory schools that they're, they're making the kids decide uh, what they want to learn. I know that, for example, in Japan and Germany, there's certain mm -hmm. schools that the first years is not even learning. It's learning about how to play and interact with your friends. Which That's we've lost, by the way. We children, I find, have lost the capacity of what it means to play and just be a kid. Yes, we're stripping that away from them. Why? Why are we doing that? That's part of their learning, uh, learning part of their growth. It's, you know, I, I, I remember. I, uh, sorry, I, I was just going to say my son's yeah, grade two teacher, and Miss Susanna probably knows him, Mr. Chan. He was amazing, and he was one of those teachers who, who really went in to see what each child's potential is and saying, okay, what are you, what's your strength? What do you feel like doing today? Oh, you're going to work on math. Perfect. Or you're going to wow. read. Perfect. We did so many cool projects with him. Mateo Blossom. That was his breakout year. The I always breakout. call it his breakout year where he just boom came out. And it's because he was given that freedom to be. I always say, I always tell parents, let your children be who they are meant to be in this world. Not who you want them to be, who mm. they are meant to be. Find well, out what makes them tick. You what gets the, them excited. I love that you said that because that'll lead me in two different, well, two different directions. One is like, for example, at least now, for example, I told you my son, Alessio, my older one, starting high school. Yes. And he's at Vincent Massey, but he's happy there because he's good at math and they're very focused on mathematics. So I think we have the right school for him. Perfect. And then the other part of that was based on that is um, what, what do you think is the biggest challenge today in raising kids to, to, to be all these things we talked about today in the advent of, because in the advent of, of internet world and social media, how do we, how do we, how do we navigate this? Because Sonia, I'll be honest, I think I'm a good dad. Um, my wife's a great mother, but some days, God damn it, man. It, it's just, it's so hard. It's so, how do you not, it's not, it's not even just about, oh, okay, limit the hours and the minutes that they're on this thing. It's, it's everything yeah. that goes around with it. It's like you were saying it's all, oh, but daddy, his dad has this and all, oh, they're always on vacation and all oh, look how perfect this family is and all, oh, but I want to do this. And. It, it just never ends. This constant on, onslaught of of what about them and what about them and what? How do you raise and navigate normal children? <laughs> it, it, no, but it's it, it, yeah. It's it's in this day and age, and I have to say, social media has really done a number on children. Yeah, but. First thing, no, I, yeah, I, I, the, social me, the social media part for me is just, uh, it gives me. Uh, uh, yes, perfect. Yes, that's exactly it. But first, I would like to say, first of all, there's no perfection. 
So that's one thing we have to remove because there, it's impossible to be perfect. And Absolutely. even as a coach where I think I have all the tools in my pocket and I have access to so many resources, mm -hmm. there's still days where I'm like, ah, it's, <laughs> it's just like, how to, you know, and then I think, and I'm like, okay, well, I probably could have reacted a little bit better on that one. But what I say to parents is it's okay not to be perfect. But forgive yourself for it. Like, forgive yourself. And what I do is if I feel that if I yelled maybe or if I didn't handle a situation with Mateo, I apologize to him for it. Yes. I'll say, I'll say, mommy, mommy's emotions got the better of her. I'm really sorry. I will try harder next time. And we own it. We learn from it. And we move on. We don't wallow in it. We don't mm -hmm. stay in it. Like, we can't. And you know what? You're going to have good days and bad days. And high school is very difficult to navigate because it's a new world with a new environment. Yeah. The best you can do as a parent is continue doing what you're doing, is knowing that your child can always come to you. He knows he is loved hard. And he knows that you and your wife, no matter what, no matter what, will help him get through anything. And never tie a misguided behavior to the person he is. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like terms like good boy, good girl, bad, go bad boy, bad girl. I hate those terms. Yeah. Because then children believe they are their behavior and will always see themselves in that negative light. Yeah. And, and don't always focus, let's say, on the negative, like, oh, you didn't finish your chores today. Oh, you didn't finish your, ha your homework. You know, highlight the positives. Oh, wow, you know, you helped me with the backyard this week. I really appreciate it. It gave me more time to do what I needed to do. So if they hear themselves in a more positive light, they'll always go towards the positive, like yeah. success begets success. So we always want to do that. But as long as you're always there to validate their feelings and show them that you're in their corner, you keep those lines of communication open. And that's what you want. And regardless if it's some stuff that you want to hear or not want to hear, because sometimes, you know, as teenagers, <laughs> as teenagers, you might be like, uh, yeah. But earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> exactly. You're like, ah, oh, do I want to hear this? But they know, he knows, just like we were talking before, he opened up to you. He knows. So just that is great because he knows he can come to you. It may take him a week or two or three, but he will come to you and he knows you're open to it and you will find a solution together. Like I was saying, it's never parents versus child. It's parents and children versus the problem. Yeah. It's, you have to work as a team to figure it out. Guys, whoever is watching or listening to this podcast after, this is this is gold. This is gold. Really, I, I, I'm, I'm serious because, um, you know, another thing you said to Off Air is how we, the way I was raised and sometimes reflecting it on the way I'm being as a parent and saying, but I turned out fine. I was I was okay. I was not I was not uh, afraid and um or or you know my parents didn't help me take the bus my first day of high school. They said Aranjita. Um uh, for those of you watching, because I have a few <laughs> listeners in the States, Aranjita means figure it out. <laughs> and yeah. before actually when I said achito, meaning upset stomach. So <laughs> I always have to remind myself that. So you know, it's it's um that's another thing, you know. How could parents, Sonia? try to not um instill or 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 make it you know how they were raised 
because face it, it's a different generation. And I've had this discussion so many times. The way we parent is not even remotely close to where our parents going to. It was a different yeah. world, number one, because most of them were immigrants. That's yes. so. So that's not even you know that we can't even we can't even um, compare. Um, yeah, it, it was a it was a different world. Completely, and yeah, I have this discussion a lot with parents because, and I always send them um, the different types of parenting. So we probably grew up with like what we call brick wall parents. And that's very authoritarian. You do as I say, yes, I told you so just because just do it. Like there's never a reason a rhyme. You're just doing it because they told you to. Yeah. And that was it. And then you have like the permissive parenting. You have like the jellyfish where they're consistent. Sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say no. Sometimes they set boundaries. Sometimes they don't. And then you have like an authoritarian, which is what we want to be, which is backbone. So you want to be firm, but fair. You set boundaries. Are your kids going to love it? Probably not. Probably not. But you need to set them and it's for their own good. But it's always done in fairness. And I tell parents, I always tell them, do a reflection exercise. Think about when you were younger. Where do you fit in into those three styles? And hmm. you're going to have a lot of aha moments because I myself and my husband did it because that was one of our first exercises in my certification. And we both looked at you and went, hmm, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eyes wide open. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And I have like my parents were, I mean, pretty easygoing. They had their boundaries, but I see where their boundaries didn't leave. Okay, we seem to have lost Sonia on the feed. Um, not sure exactly what happened. We'll see if uh, we'll get her back here. Give me one second, guys. Oh, I, oh, sorry about oh, that. Oh, just, that was quick. I I don't know what happened. It just went off. <laughs> it's good. It was quick. It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> sorry it's good. about that, guys. <laughs> let's um, let's not touch anything. Let's not touch anything. <laughs> so I, you know, I see where my parents. Um, kind of and, and it's you know i don't want to make it seem like the way we were raised was completely terrible and wrong no you no, know everyone it, does the best job they can do with the tools they have yes you yes. know now we have more knowledge so let's try a little bit something different because you never know how it's going to work and honestly these are tools that have been you know formulated from studies and psychologists and studying the human brain and so just the reaction and it's true. Can you imagine one of your children are in crisis and you go there and you're like, Ugh, and yeah. you're, do you think that will calm them down? No. Or it'll cause just a bigger explosion. It just, go, that's exactly it happens. But yeah. if you go there with calmness and, you know, tone and body language and it just, you'll see them just, and then you can talk about it. Yeah. So it's a lot of how sometimes I think adults have, a lack of emotional intelligence because of that, because we've stunted it at such a young age. That's why I say, let your kids feel what they need to feel. Yeah. It's okay. It's all, it's perfectly fine. Why yeah. can't they cry? Why do we say don't cry? Well, they always make fun of me. Daddy always cries. I come, I'm an emotional guy. <laughs> I could be a hard ass, but, I, but I'm an emotional guy. What can I tell you? Daddy, <laughs> Daddy always cries. I'm like, good. At least you guys could cry too. Exactly. You know, but that's the thing. It's, it's always, you know, our children learn from us. They're watching. Yeah. They're listening. I can tell you, my husband and I can have a conversation in the 
dining room. Mateo, we think Mateo's playing and he'll pop his head up. What did you say about so and so? And I'm yeah. like, what? That's that's my Alessio. Like we were he could be he could be across the street. Yeah. Daddy, what did you say? <laughs> Bionic ears. I'm like, do you yeah. have a special power I don't know about? Yeah. It's crazy. So I I'm it made me so conscious of words I use. Of, yeah. And how I talk to myself too. How I address myself saying, oh, you know, sometimes we say, oh, I'm so stupid or I'm so, yeah. mm. you know, it, it makes every day. Will you be perfect? No. Are you going to screw up most days? Yep. Is it going to be a shit show? Yep. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. It's you know what? parenting. I needed to hear that. So the other day I just <laughs> told my wife and for those of you who don't know, my wife is a, a trained social worker and um, I told her, I'm like, why the fuck am I so hard on myself? I, I find I'm so hard on myself. But sometimes, you, yeah. like you just said, sometimes, you know what? Yeah, it's just a shit day. It's a yeah. shit week. It's fine. Yeah. Tomorrow, next week will be better. Exactly. You know? So I find that if we're like that on, on ourselves, can you imagine how we're parenting? If, if, if that's, you know, because but they're no matter watching what, you. That's yeah. right. In fact, right. they're watching you be hard on yourself. Yeah. I made one mistake once and I said to myself, Ugh, I feel like such a cow today. And Mateo looked at me and he goes, You're oh. a cow? And I went, Oh. Mm, can I take that back, Mateo? <laughs> I said, Oh, and I redirected it like to, up to Wazoo just to get mm -hmm. it out of his mind. And I just, and my husband just looked at me and I went, Oh, what did I do? Yeah. So it made it's, being on this journey has also been a blessing for me because it's how I speak to myself now and how Absolutely. I forgive myself and moms too. And dads, like you have the dad guilt and moms have the mom guilt. Yeah. You know, if we, if we're late from work, if we don't spend enough time, if, oh, maybe this morning I drop off, I, you know, yelled instead of just saying, don't worry, today's going to be a great day. Like we carry it so much. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to help parents to alleviate that. Like, stop being so hard on yourself. This yeah. is not an easy job. It's not. Um, you know? I, I, I'm sure so many people watching this or, or, or listening to it are going to need to hear that. Um, let's let's, let's uh, read some comments, see if there's any questions. Uh, Joe, before it said, thanks, Lou. Uh, you know I'm a hard ass, but never mess with the kids. No, I know that for sure. <laughs> Another good friend, a loyal listener, Lorenzo, says a parent should start at home, take away the tablets, smartphones, and get them to play outside. Yeah, easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Susanna, or that again, says, we feel more and more that we are having to be psychologists, social workers, surrogate parents, disciplinarians. <sighs> the kids are coming into school with no social skills, less respect, etc. Jesus. Uh -huh. That sometimes our day's energy is taken up doing the things that parents should have done in the five years school, and although this is teaching it takes us away from other things. I agree 100%, Ms. Susanna. I don't know. I don't know how you do yeah. it. Um, I, another old friend of ours, Terry Borelli, says very true yes. with what we were talking about before. Um, Joe again says, instill your values and views in your kids and they will be just fine. There are too many negative comments in this world today. What your parents taught you is good for them to keep your roots alive. Absolutely. That's why I was trying to say it's not as if we feel that we weren't raised right. We're just tweaking where it's needed 
exactly uh, another loyal listener a good friend of mine dario vitali says there is no such thing as a perfect parent but a great parent is one that gives it their all 24 7 children are gold in my opinion absolutely well said. Dario. Well absolutely said. um so then they're <laughs> they're going in the chat talking about wooden spoons and <laughs> <laughs> well we've all been there <laughs> uh what was uh Darius says we got the broom shoe brick and large zucchini across the head. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. We've uh, all been there. You know, Dario has a great uh, as a particular situation for a single father who has half custody of my 16-year-old daughter. What would you suggest to get through the coming year, Sonia? Oh, there's our first question. <clears throat> I would number one, parents have to be consistent and on the same page. So um nothing happens overnight you have to she basically your daughter just has to know you're always there for her no matter what as i was saying no she has to feel that no matter what she comes to you with good or bad any you know any choices that she's made you will help her find the solution and that won't change your love for her because we often tie a lot of kids feel that their behavior is tied to who they are so if i do this will i be loved the same so if she knows that no matter what no matter what, she will be loved. But it has to be when you're parenting and hopefully with um, your daughter's mom, it's you're okay and you're at the same level. Because if there's two different styles, then it creates conflict. Because then she won't know, you know, you're one way, it's another way. So really, you have to come together and find a consistent style for her so that she really understands where the boundaries are. And it's okay to set boundaries. She may not like them, but it's perfectly fine. It is for her own girl. And she'll realize that as she grows, that those boundaries were there for her, to help her, to guide her. Um, but it really comes with consistency and being on the same page. It really Ma does. Imagine in these years, that's great advice. Imagine in these years, it's, it's late teens going into her adulthood. I mean, these are key, right? And, and Yeah, and just instead, like, you know, I think at that age, it's just being confident. I wish I could go back and just say, be so proud of who you are and own it. Don't worry about what other people think. Be proud of who you are. Yeah. I think a lot of these teens rely on others for approval. And yeah. that needs to stop. And that's, social media has a lot to do with that. Um, they have to go within. Like We have to teach our kids to be the only approval you'll need is from yourself. And even as an adult, that's it. It's yeah. you, you know? And if she's confident in who she is, she'll block everyone else out. It won't even matter who she's surrounded by. It this won't is, be. There's a second part to the question. I guess it answers your question of what if the boundaries are slightly different between the two parents? I guess he's asking. Uh, <laughs> are, are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's tricky. Uh, it is tricky because you're, because consistency is where it's, where it's going to really work. So if the boundaries, it depends on how slightly different they are. You know, if we're talking just about, let's say, hanging out with friends and you prefer being home before this hour, as opposed to this hour, that doesn't make such a, a big difference, mm -hmm. um, in terms of dressing or, friends that they bring home or school it really you really have to be at the same level because it can cause confusion and then she won't know which boundaries to accept and she may just say well 
after this, I'm going to create this other line. <laughs> so we really, really want to be on the same page. I would have to know more in, in terms of like, what are the boundaries that you've put in place and how do they differ? Yeah. For it to be, because consistency is a key to anything in life. Yes. And, and being on the same page and having that mutual respect and her saying, you know, having that respect for both parents saying, I, you know, I understand this is what you put in place for me and I understand what you put in place for me and I will respect those boundaries. And will it always work? No. no. They're teenagers. Did we listen to our parents all the time? No. No, that's for we, sure. We didn't. But we also had the values instilled in us. So we knew how far to push before coming back in. And that's what your kids need too. They're going to challenge you and that's okay. They're going to make mistakes, but don't be afraid of allowing your kids to make mistakes. It's the stepping stones. Yeah. It really is. Oh, I'm half uh, Dario says, I'm half Italian, German, my poor daughter. <laughs> <laughs> he thanks you for answering. So, um, so I, I, those, they're all great comments, uh, uh, from everybody. Um, Nadia Shortino. Uh, an old friend of mine as well. Hi, just logged in, but wanted to know what is the best way to deal with sibling rivalry? Should a parent intervene or let them figure it out on their own? Great question. I would say you can let them figure out on their own as long as there's nothing threatening. Like if they're not going to break any golden rules where they can hurt each other or hurt themselves or damage any property. Because we always, we want to teach our kids conflict resolution. We're not always going to be there to step in. So I would say first let them see if they can figure it out or you can tell them you know what come to me in 10 minutes if you found the solution if not we will work on one together but i would say first let them figure it out if they're not if there it's nothing harmful to them let them figure it out because i can assure you if they don't want you to intervene they will find the solution but if they don't then you can step in and say okay what do we have here? You're playing with this. You're playing with this. What do you think we should do? Yes. And have them participate in the resolution because it'll make them feel somewhat in control and they've contributed to it. But first, let them figure it out. Great advice. You know, it, and I think we're so quick now today to try to solve these problems yeah. when we don't realize the harm that we're doing. Because if we're solving all these problems for them and as they get older, the, the minute that they're, they're, yeah. they're faced with any type of adversity, oh my God, what do I do now? Right? Exactly. So here's a um, follow up question or comment from Nadia again. Nadia Shortino, I tell them you only have uh, each other, <laughs> so you better get along. <laughs> Thank you for your answer. <laughs> that is so right. They do, yeah. though. They, they will be with each other for life. So they <laughs> better figure it out. <laughs> I tell my boys the same thing. Guys, all you have is each other. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Because both I, of you I, are taking care of mommy and daddy when you're older. <laughs> I, but I tell Mateo that. Like when he comes to me with something, I'm like, well, you're going to have to figure it out. And he's mm -hmm. like, me? I'm like, yeah, you. Yep. And then if you need my help, come and see me. Yeah. But first try. You know, I need, love that. Because we love can't, the answer. like you said, we can't be there all the time. We won't be. We won't be. I, we want to set up our kids so that we know, you know what? They're going to be fine. They're quick. They will find us. They will figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All great advice. Sonia, I wanted to ask you, um, yes. tell me more about um, you being an advocate for children and adults with Down syndrome. What exactly is that? What does it entail? How did you? So, um, well, anybody who knows me, I, I 
speak about Down syndrome and I shout out Mateo's name everywhere I can. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I'm affiliated with some of his old educators. What I do is I'm on a list for families who have just received the diagnosis. So okay. they are free to call me, contact me. I've had families come over to my house um, with their newborns so that they can meet, this is pre-COVID, mm -hmm. so that they can meet uh, Mateo and hear about our journey. Because I find a lot of families need hope. They need, yes. they need the positive side. They need the encouragement. And I don't sugarcoat anything, mm -hmm. but I also show them if you work hard enough and you fight hard enough for your child, this is the outcome they can achieve anything they set their mind to. And um, every time it's World Down Syndrome Day, we try to, you know, we really advocate for it. And I have to say, Mateo's school is <laughs> top notch. Last year, they sent every classroom a video to explain to the children what Down Syndrome is. They made wow. posters. Kids wore their mismatched socks. His friends <laughs> had their T-shirts. He was like a celebrity. He felt Amazing. like a celebrity. He was, so I, I work with different organizations to get the word out there and fingers crossed, I want to start my own nonprofit and help families. I want to raise money so families can get the services they need because just waiting for, let's say a psych evaluation, there's kids on, look, Mateos was put on the list at four. He's 11. He's never been called. We did it through the school. Okay. So there might as well not even be a list, right? That's right. If you want to go private, though, it'll cost you $2,500. I'm and was, sorry. Yeah, was exactly. that money? Exactly. Yeah. Especially nowadays with the cost of living and yes. with COVID, some families had a hard time. So I'd really love just to help these families and, you know, just give them a bit of that relief of, of being able to get an evaluation, being able to have once a month at least to start off with speech therapy. They're not cheap services. They come with, but they're so needed. I can't see, I can't see Mateo being the ways in school had he not had speech therapy prior to starting kindergarten. Yeah. I, yeah. you know. Be because he speaks so well and it's just, you know, you said it perfectly. All you want is for all these children to have a chance. They deserve it. They, they deserve, deserve it. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they deserve it so much. And these families deserve to see their children thrive. Well, it's, it's amazing how, uh, how you, you can, because you've lived it and you continue to live it and that you, you give them that, that hope that this is not, you know, this is not, you know, it's, yes, it's not going to be easy, yeah. but look at the result. Look at the end result here. Exactly. Um, you have a beautiful, beautiful human being whether it be Mateo or all these families that come yeah. and see you, you know? So, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. And unfortunately it, it takes individuals like you, um, to do this on our own with no support from, from the government. But like I yeah. said, we're not going to change that. It's, it's no matter who's in power, that's always going to be an issue. There's always, you know, listen, if you have no money to give to veterans that are disabled, you think, you, think, you know, <laughs> you know, so I've been fairly calm tonight. So I'm going to remain calm till the end. You have. I'm so proud of you. I am. I am because I really wanted to listen to you and, um, and, and, and you know, just 
I'm sure like a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people watching and, and listening to this uh, have taken a lot out of this. And, you know, before, before we, we, um, cause there's no more um, questions in the, in the chat room, but I, I think honestly, you're, you're a star in a, in a, a dark night, honestly, Sonia, because um, I think these, these, these kids and these families need this. And, um, and also just regular parents and families that are having difficulties. So I find it so honorable what you do. I really do. And I'm so glad I had you on tonight. I really, I really am. So, um, tell everybody watching, listening where they could reach you, where they could find you on social media and, uh, yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Well, first I want to say thank you so much for your kind words and for having me on. I appreciate it. you've been so supportive in anything and everything I've done concerning Mateo and otherwise, and it's so appreciated. So I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, and for anyone out there, I mean, I'm on Instagram. Um, I can put in my handle. I don't know if I can put it in the chat or I can, uh, or I can yeah, put it. Can. You can, but I'll put it in the show notes as well. In, okay, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, and yeah. on the podcast as I'm well. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. My I'm working on my website, so that should be up and running shortly. Um, I can also you can I can also leave you my email address and phone okay. number because yep. even on Instagram, I always tell everyone just feel free to DM me with anything, any questions, any concerns. Because I'm also there for parents who sometimes just want their feelings validated, okay. just to bring them back to sanity to say like, I just need you to tell me that what I'm feeling is normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm here to say, yes, it is. Don't worry about it. Don't be so hard on yourself. I always tell parents, give yourself grace, give it to yourself. You owe it. This is a tough job and no one does it perfectly. No one. The toughest job that'll ever exist. We said that and God ever. damn it. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever, ever. It will throw you a curveball oh. wherever it can. And we're here to help you catch it. And I love it. it. A so. few words. Joe Bentevenia says, uh, keep up the great work, Sonia. Thank you so much, Joe. Dario says, thank you for your info. Thank you, Dario. And our dear friend Lena says, I will just say, Sonia, next time wear a Habs t-shirt. Oh, Habs. I don't like hockey. <laughs> I'm going to get go. I'm going to hate get hate mail for that. Habs <laughs> with Louie. What are you crazy? <laughs> Lena says great episode. Thanks, Lena, thanks, so thanks, much Lena. for um thank you so much. I I I I really appreciate it. Uh Giovanna says, "Yes, this was an amazing podcast. Sonia, I raise my glass to you for all you do uh for all you do." Not only uh, for your child, but for the families that need the extra courage. Thank you for all. Oh, Such thank you wow, so much, beautiful. Lana. That's a great, thank great you. way to go out. Thank you. Thank um, you. And thank my you. dear friend Tony Chichi, great show, guys. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank I you. really appreciate it, Sonia. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Stay thank on. You. We'll chat yes. offline. And yes. uh, I wish everybody a great rest of the week. And I will see you next week for episode thirty-nine. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.